Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Monday, June 5, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. Uh, we are now in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets. And we're going to bring Johnny Enlow on in just a few moments. A quick couple of announcements today. Andrew Whalen will be with us tomorrow. I think it's Thursday, tomorrow's Tuesday. Thursday, we have Robin Bullock coming on, so uh, you can get excited about that. Both Andrew is a highly prophetic dreamer, one of the most prolific, accurate dreamers of anyone I've ever met. So uh, we're doing more and more with Andrew, so you'll see him more often these days. So so Andrew will be with us. All right, uh, it is time for uh, the segment called This Happened. We're going to show you a Johnny. We're going to show you a Robin Bullock clip that we've uh, concerning the balloon that was seen. Um, and some of these are a couple weeks old, so that it's not the most current. But we're bringing this thing, this feature in, and we grabbed some older ones that were not that old. Uh, but uh, when I show you these, I'm also looking for a teachable moment. In many cases, where you can say, "How did God speak to the prophet?" What did it sound like when he got it? He talks about it. it was just a whisper. He was trying to grab words to describe how God was telling him this. So uh, without further delay, let's go ahead and run that, Emily. I saw something last night. The Lord brings this back to my mind to trigger something in my thinking. Something about a hot air balloon. Something about a big one, or Maybe not so big, but big in what's coming. I don't, I don't, but it has to do with it. A whisper of a hot air balloon. I don't, I don't know, but I, it was just a whisper vision. It's, I know that sounds strange, but that's the only way I know to explain it right now. It was a whisper vision. It just kind of was there and moved. I saw that when I asked him that. Broad daylight, there's no way that I could be seeing a star right now. And it was too big to be a star. Um, and so... I grabbed a couple of my co-workers just to make sure that I wasn't hallucinating. A nation on high alert tonight after the Pentagon confirmed the mysterious flying object above the U.S. is a suspected Chinese spy balloon. Breaking news right now from the Pentagon, which is now confirming there is a second Chinese balloon flying over South America. Yeah, and that was that's interesting that that was, this just happened this year, but that was July of 2019 and August of 2019, uh, where where Robin received that revelation. And what I want you to, to learn and all of us to learn from that is that 1920, like four years before that happened, about four years, three and a half, four years, uh, then God gives Robin a whisper. And this is what Kim Clement filled the airwaves they recorded hundreds of hours uh, uh, of Kim prophesying, maybe it's tens of hours, however long it was, and he just prophesied what he was getting and then he moved on. He never went back to try to figure it out. Uh, Sunil uh, Isaac came along later and helped decode some of them. So that's what Robin got. So we're gonna give you more of those whispers uh, or riddles in the spirit. God gives a lot of riddles. You, th you think if he doesn't then go read the story about Samson, how God gave Samson riddle after riddle after riddle. So anyway, I, I hope you appreciate that. So I wanted to show that to you. All right, let's get, I wanted to give you all a reminder about the, how your funds are being carefully invested into the kingdom. So um, I'm making sure I'm getting this in the right orders. We'll, we'll uh, go ahead and run that and then we'll bring on Johnny Enlow. Here we go. 
declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Good morning, Johnny. How are you today? How was your weekend? Good morning, Steve. Doing well. How are you doing? Doing good. So, um, you and I had talked this weekend uh, just by text, actually, and uh, someone had written, and I, it had occurred to me before they wrote that uh, I didn't know because I missed a couple weekends when or a couple of your shows when I was right. in Israel. I didn't know what you had recapped or not recapped about your positions. So someone wrote and said, "Why can't Johnny give his position?" When I think you probably have a number of times, including what I missed. And so we just decided to spend a couple minutes re- recapping your positions on a couple of things and then say whatever you want to say about that, Johnny. Well, I think the, the, the question specifically was as it relates to President Donald Trump. Do okay. I still believe he's uh, either in charge or coming back or something like that? And uh, I'm trying to remember the actual nature of their question there. I think the person must not be listening to the programs. They've wondered if I've just, if I'm just moving on talking about the seven seals and it's like, he's just doing teaching. He's not addressing that. Like I literally addressed it last week, specifically saying that I am not addressing every week things that I think somebody else is saying in a very clear, good way. And I mentioned specifically Derek Johnson was saying very clearly last week. And so that's still, uh, my position, my posture. And then I said, you know, Andrew Whalen's dreams are very clear and it's very clear that I agree with them. That's why I wanted originally even Andrew's dreams to come out and be a part of him and, and talk about it. So it establishes the Lord's hand on President Donald Trump. He still is a Cyrus. Those were dreams both Andrew had, I had, many had. He's still the Cyrus. He's not done with his assignment. And so, um, the way it now connects to what I'm talking about is we're talking about the seven seals, not in, again, the way we're, I'm laying it out is not as some dreadful thing. We're, we're looking um, as if, you know, when's the other shoe going to hit uh, moving forward, but it's a, it's a reality that has, that existed at the cross. Jesus removed the authority the enemy had to keep doing what he was doing there, but to the degree we stray into the enemy's camp, we say. He can still keep doing the death and destruction of those seals. And so it's also insightful in a strategic way as to how the enemy goes about seal by seal of the seven seals. How is he going about to do what he does, which is to kill, steal, and destroy? So we talked about seal number one on the white horse. He had you know, the Greek word toxon, which could be a needle and poison. And he goes about to conquer and conquering. We won't re re go into that any more than that. And so then there was a second one was the mountain that represents economy riches. And so there was clearly the scarlet beast. There was the writer on it. We talked about mammon. If we give in to greed, it's still, it doesn't matter if Jesus dispossessed him from authority if we yield to greed if we yield to things the enemy keeps offering we lose the authority we have over him and so there's consequences for it and so um 
we've been addressing this every time and, and we're on seal number four coming up this time. But does there seem like any other related question to that? Well, Steve? yeah, this, the, I do have a related question uh, to that. First of all, I want to say that we are not presenting, we're not mentioning Derek Johnson in any way as a prophetic voice. He's not a prophetic no. voice. He's a researcher and he, he researches and tells you, and he's probably one of the best I've ever seen with this subject. Now, having said that, you've said in the past um, that from heaven's perspective, Donald Trump is still the president. From heaven's perspective. Now, Derek Johnson came along, and for the first last year, full year, probably, he's been saying, President Trump, I, he'll say, I can prove it to you, is the commander-in-chief of the military. And he absolutely, he'll say that over and over and over, commander-in-chief. Lately, he's added to his position. I don't even know if you know this. He started saying in his proofs that the only w person who could be doing this was the president. And, and by he, he never likes to come out and say it. He wants you to think it. You think it through and come to your own conclusion. But he's saying, in his view, President Trump is the acting president. So I'm, do you have any final thoughts on anything I just said there? Well, I do believe he is um, he is the person with authority. There is a plan. You know, we have this mix of there's a plan going on, and then there's intel the Lord gives. There's kind of what he speaks. And so I haven't changed my position, my posture from anything the Lord originally told me. I'm putting in uh, this man, Trump, and the world will be known as before him and after him. And he is called to be a part of an assignment to remove the mafia from the seven mountains. And so <clears throat> there is, you know, uh, he, he spoke to me that he would, he would be in there, not just four years. Yeah. So that tells me that's the part I believe that he's in there behind the scenes. There's too many things happening on the side, such as Roe v. It, it's incomprehensible that Roe v. Wade would be passed. This thing that's been being battled for decades and decades, that if things were as we think they are, that yeah. you know, it's deep state and Biden running things. How in the world does Roe v. Wade get passed? How in the world does Twitter um, do a full reversal and now begin functioning on behalf of truth? And how how does a whole bunch of things um, yeah. begin to happen? How how does the Georgia Guidestones get yeah. lightning or something from it wasn't lightning, but something that blows it up? How do we have you know all these people in Fox? And in CNN being exposed and outed and ousted, how are we having day after day the reports on Hunter Biden and the Bidens and their criminal uh, empire that they've been running things? We knew things that would be called a conspiracy theorist two or three years ago by the cocky mocking ones that still might watch uh, that, which is now being fully admitted even by CNN and Fox. And so it's it's like um, nothing, nothing has changed. Now, did I think um, President Trump will, would be officially in Biden's seat uh, by this time? Yes. We but, all did, right? We all thought he would. Yeah, but it was not. I go back to the word the Lord gave me. It was not it. And it clearly is working better towards, we'll say, the plan. I think both from God's standpoint and from whatever good guys are working on it, which is the American people waking up. And so that has been... Uh, a much more delayed prog uh, process than imagined. I just had over the week in the Lord saying, um, you know, the longer it delays for there to be the full reveal where there's this explosion of justice that everybody sees, 
He says, the more it benefits the message I've given you. You you have absolutely said that. And you've said it repeatedly and strongly. So that, so the long, and and that helped me too, because I'm going, so I'm even more frustrated than it's taking so long. Remember what Johnny said, the longer it takes, the better it is. Right. But he's for me, because he knows, I think through, I'll ask him the assignment you've given him. Am I doing it? How are we doing? And he's like, for your assignment, everything that's happening right now is helping it. And so uh, just know every day okay. it, does, it helps your assignment. It doesn't necessarily mean to help everybody else's assignment, but my assignment is to get this message out the body of Christ. We have to awaken to the fact that we have to participate in every area of society, Monday through Friday, in every sector, not just in church meetings, but we have to be the church of the nine to five. We have to be the kingdom representatives of the nine to five world. And so we see this happening. And so let me restate what I think you said and tell me if I'm saying it off or wrong or anything is you're saying, and I believe this too, that the only way so many of these things can be coming to light and being exposed more and more and helping us to wake up is that President Trump, whatever you call him, president or former president, He's still behind the scenes being kind of the boss anyway. That's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Now, you probably would use different language, but what what else would you say? How else would you word that? Yeah, you know, I think he's at minimum commander in chief. Yeah. The main point I make is that if you go to the literal word president, he who presides. From heaven's standpoint, he is who presides, not just over the United States of America, but on the mountain of government thinking through the seven mountain paradigm he is the number one kingdom asset on the mountain of government on planet earth and so that i do not back off at all so it's even it's such a a, a more massive assignment than just being president of the united states because yeah. this is part of god's global plan it's a global cyrus plan that is allowing us to connect to the kingdom age in an accelerated way and that's what we're going into. That's the reveal we're going into. And so there, that's why there's a, a, a combining and a piecing of that with the seven seals thing, because it goes into what our assignment is, where the enemy now operates illegally and where he has to be removed of, removed from. And there's no waiting for the other shoe to drop of something worse to happen. It's already been happening because we haven't been on the job, so to speak. And, and I want to address one more nuance, and then we'll get going on the other thing. And and that is, I've heard people say, you guys, you Johnny and Steve and some of you prophetic voices, you just thought something was going to happen. And now that it didn't happen, you're saying, well, it's really true, but it just happens behind the scenes so you can't see it. They go real smooth, right? So, um I don't know what if anything else can be said except we get it. We know who's accusing. We don't. I don't know if we know who, but we know we're being accused of rewriting. But it's never been rewritten. We've adjusted when we realize it wasn't right now, right? But what, what well, when the Lord to? when the Lord speaks, and I put it in a book yeah. that he would win the next election, um, it did happen. It's just, yeah. and the proof has been rolled out probably in at least four formats publicly in some way or another, whether it's stuff Mike Lindell's revealed, whether it's something that Greg, uh, I forget his name. What Phillips, he, I think, Greg Phillips yeah, or something. What he's revealed, what the eye, taste, eye test tells you, 
what's been caught over and over. It's like it's out there and it's in it's recycling in the news, uh, in the alternative news over and over. The election was fraudulent. It was stolen. It was fraudulent. It was stolen. So I say what? So we say we were wrong because they short term got away with a steal. Uh, I say, no, that, yeah. that that's not it. It's like people denied Jesus rose from the dead. You know, there yeah. was a Gnosticism that Jesus, you know, is a thing that began to take over Christianity in Jesus day that really John the apostle had to confront when he talked about the spirit of Antichrist. That's what he was talking about. This thing that came in religious packaging and seemed to accompany a lot of, uh, it really began to take over the, the New Testament church in a massive way. It was a big, it was a big danger, but it, it denied that Jesus had come in the flesh. And so did that make it no longer true? Well, dang, I thought he did. The apostle, you know, the prophet said he was coming in the flesh, but they're, they're saying, no, it didn't. So what you can, you can undo what really happened just because fake news can tell you that. I don't think so. And that's my point uh, consistently. And it's like, yeah, this is going to be proven at some point. Um, we don't know how yeah. much all the proof comes out here on earth and when it comes, but you, you, you state the truth and you hang with the truth because yeah. it is the truth. And, and I think it's president Trump's own language, just because someone can steal diamonds doesn't mean they get those diamonds. It doesn't mean they earn those diamonds. And at some point stolen diamonds have to be given back to who it was stolen from. Yeah. So good. So good. Well, Johnny, I appreciate you taking the time. I know that you have, have stuff that's planned. And so this was, we kind of interrupted that to make sure that people were, were, were not saying or thinking that we weren't covering or, or, or that we just left it all behind and didn't say anything and changed yeah. our mind or something like that. So, And I want everybody to know this thing, it, it, you know, again, there was a comment somebody has, like he's just going into teaching um, um, revelation and things like that. There's no separation to defending what we just defended and the teaching that we're doing right now. The revelation teaching is in order to extract and eliminate, identify, first of all, an attempt to eliminate a lying fake news, fake narrative, fake eschatology that has harmed the church and continues to harm the church, continues to greatly harm the church right now, where people... Uh, do not even understand where the foundations of an eschatology, which is a belief of the end times. They don't understand really till 1909, until uh, Schofield's uh, reference Bible came out, a perspective of, uh, uh, we'll say a pessimistic perspective, which showed judgment and the end of days coming, didn't even exist. Uh, if If it existed, it was so fringe. But Schofield's reference Bible funded and financed through a Masonic Mason money wow. and connection, which I've t- told talked briefly about before. Um, that is what then went in, like gangbusters into the body of Christ and became, um, became, I don't know, the de facto default uh, eschatology of, in quote, the body of Christ, maybe with 80% uh, uh, believing in it. It was further giving turbo, when you had the Left Behind series that came in uh, th- through Tim LaHaye, yeah. Leroy, is it Leroy Johnson? Um, I don't know if I have it written here somewhere. Anyway, their series. I, uh, and so that was 
uh, you know, movie and 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 uh, books and you know, tens of millions of dollars they made. When you had the great late, great late planet Earth, that was the whole thing, Hal, right? Hal Lindsey. So yeah. they have become rich promoting, and it's not to knock them as evil people. I'll just yeah, you're say, not saying they decided to become rich by telling that's not what that wasn't their motivation. You know, they weren't. But I don't know that it wasn't. That's the oh, thing. Okay, this, all right. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. I, I, I wasn't fair. saying that. It's true. But I'm not going to say, no, they're godly men who were just uh, okay, deceived. That's I don't know. Because we, we easily fall for this type of thing in the body of Christ. I've shared on that before. You know, the guy's like, 88 reasons Jesus is coming in 1988. And then when it didn't happen, okay, 89, while well, it's actually 89 and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have this eighty nine when he's coming this time. <laughs> we we have right. this we have this ongoing narrative eschatology of it's all about to be over. It went to Y two K year two thousand. It's like it's all gonna. I mean, it was like the all I could do to try to suppress end times itis. Uh, oh, uh, I didn't know you were suppressing that. I know Rick Joyner had always said that's not going to be a thing, guys. But we, yeah. we didn't believe it. I stayed up late all night because I didn't know. But I didn't know you at that time. If I had known you, you'd have no, said I didn't have a, Yeah, I didn't have a significant. I didn't have a significant enough following at that yeah. at that time, and I processed it for a little while. I had to consider it, like, wow, okay, and and then it was like, how does that make sense with God's narrative? And and it doesn't. Then there's a two. The thing I really did confront was a 2012 Mayan calendar thing that this is this is it. And, and then when I would go out and I did have a significant following on, on Facebook and I would say, no, no, no. And there was like, do you, do you see the books? And I could name them. They've made millions and there's books and, and there's guys that are recycled now doing other, other things. There's books and, and, and messages and all kinds of things that came out on why, um, you know, by September and there was visions and Rosh Hashanah and this and that and the other. And it's the end and it's 2012. It's why the Mayan, their prophets couldn't see anymore beyond that. And uh, I was like, I'm going to tell you, um, you know, January 1st, when you all have had a chance to see that none of it's true. I'm going to stand and say, did I not tell you? And then I said, this is not to brag. I said, but I'm going to hope that you don't just fall for all of a sudden March comes in. And they say, oh. There's actually, I said, because the same people will keep doing this and they're, they're, well, you know, and I have, can I just say on behalf that, of the Lord and on behalf of the body of Christ? I am a, I am a child. Okay. And I'm just going to say this. I, I am a lifelong victim of that. The denomination I grew up in Seventh-day Adventist, they did that. Jesus was supposed to come on October 22, 1844. And when he didn't come, they said, no, no, that was, we, we, it was right. We didn't make any mistakes. It's exactly right. But now God has revealed to us, and some guy had a vision in the cornfield, and they said, here's what really happened. In October 2024, he got up from the from sitting next to his father and went from the holy place to the most holy place to begin to judge. The, and they came up with this whole doctrine of the investigated judgment, which is a non-biblical doctrine, rather than say, you know what? We got it wrong. There was no such October 22, 1844. And no man knows the day or the hour. Instead, they invented a whole denomination's worth of false doctrine. That these are, I'm not, I'm not dissing Christian people who go there. My family on both sides go there. But that's what you're talking. We all have lived through this in our own stories, right? We are, and it's, and it goes beyond just face value. 
who's right and who's wrong and dang, and they made money on books. Yeah. A disempowering narrative. The, the, the narrative that has existed, the storyline is disempowering and it encourages spiritual laziness. It puts you, it makes you be the one in the parable of the talents of the five, two, and one. It makes you be the one that has the one that goes and bury it because, you know, we don't really have time to do anything with it. Jesus is about to return. And so you do nothing with your talent and your talent being your call, your assignment. And so yeah. you, you decide your assignment is to call for Jesus to return at best. You, we, you can even have 24 seven uh, professionals that become missionaries in calling for Jesus to return any instant um, because this is what's next. And so it's a disempowering. It keeps us from being salt and light. You are wow. the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. If you do not perform as as salt, as he says, as influence from my kingdom, you are going to be trampled on and cast out. And it does not mean Jesus is about to return. And so there's a reason why he's had me become a little more aggressive and stomping mm. that because it's it's uh, it's been very, very negative in its outcome. It's been very, very negative in its inspiration for the young people. And so we have. Uh, even young people that grow up under that kind of exposure, they suffer a lot of depression. They suffer a lot of the ones that have been even, like we'll say, under those ministries and churches that have advanced that in a strong way. We know from so much personal stuff, I don't have time to go. So, Johnny, I want to just restate this. So you're saying it's not not that your position is is a more righteous or better position than theirs, and we want to prove that our position is right. You're saying... If you hold to that traditional, he's coming any moment now, we better hurry. And sometimes we even joke and say he's, and he looks mad, so you look busy and all that stuff. So you're saying it's that if you hold that view and stick to it, you're going to be non-fruitful or not very fruitful Christians. You're just going to not get the work done because he's coming any minute. And if people remember, yes, to answer that shortly, in the parable, the Lord comes to the one with one talent and says, you lazy and worthless servant. So he's a servant and he gave him a talent and that's harsh and that's harsh, but some need to hear that when you embrace these other kind of disempowering narratives, it creates the reality where he could call you lazy wow. and worthless servant. That's sobering, isn't it? Because we were put with a purpose and we we're put here with a, with an assignment, an assignment to dispel darkness, to display light and dispel darkness. And if you instead hide your light or don't develop your light or like, I don't know what to, I mean, why? Why do anything with my light? Because it's all just about to be over anyway. And when, when you do that, then you realize you literally disempower the very reason you were put on planet Earth. Yeah. When you spread that out to the body of Christ, and then you have 80% of the body of Christ operating onto that, it's like literally uh, hell has to send almost no demons against us because it's like, don't worry. They, you know, they bought the Kool-Aid. They are self-diluting wow. themselves, self wow. you know, either killing or diluting themselves with the Kool-Aid. We gave them Kool-Aid. They drank it. We can just, you know, we can be off in, uh, on our... And, and I can I say this, too? This is an aspect that nobody talks about, but I've experienced it on a personal level. This 20 years ago, 20-some, I went to uh, lunch at right across the street from my workplace. So it's just right, a public place. Uh, an older woman that worked there, she said, I want to talk with you about whatever. So we went there, and we ate lunch, and she began to ask me about Christianity and all that. And, and I realized something was happening because she's total new age, absolutely new age in every way. 
And something brought this up and they said, you know what? I know I could even say her name, but I won't say her name. Uh, do you know what I'll say, Sally? Okay. You know what, Sally? Some of this is our fault as Christians, because in the 70s, when you and I grew up, we were so convinced that Jesus was about to return right now that we said to ourselves and to each other, what's everybody worried about recycling for? He's coming. What does it matter if we recycle? So we get we garnered a reputation of those people that don't care about the earth. And, and it was a whole bad scene that turned people off to believers. And it's still going on to some degree today. I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because that's, that is a perfect example of what we're talking about. Yeah. That is what has been happening. We haven't, we haven't been taking any stewardship in a, in a practical way for planet earth because who cares? It's going to burn up. It's going to be done with, which is a lie. The righteous inherit the earth. Why is he going to burn up something that's our inheritance? I don't want anybody trying to burn something that's my inheritance. The yeah. meat shall inherit the earth. His first message, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the preservers of your society. You are those who bring hope, life, a future. When God created heaven and earth, when he created earth before man was ever there, Genesis 1, he created every detail, mountains, rivers, animals, and he's, and God saw that it was good. God saw that it was very good. God did not see, well, this is a disposable piece of junk. Yeah. And I really only, like he liked things before humans were there. Yeah. He liked what he was doing. Doesn't mean he stopped liking. By the way, I'll, I'll just say this too. You know what she said when I told her that? So I've told her that. I'd never told that to anybody else. And I, it just came to me from the Lord. And she said, Steve, I had no idea. Really? That's what happened? That's why you guys didn't want to recycle or anything? You didn't. And I said, no, we didn't care. We thought it was wrapping up. Why waste the time? She was completely floored in a good way. Like, oh, I know I understand. And you're saying, yeah, so anyway. Well, and here's here's a secondary level of damage that was done from that. Because the enemy always comes in in the vacuum of where sons of the, and daughters of the king don't show up. The yeah. enemy always shows up in the vacuum of where the light's supposed to be. Yeah. And so when we're not there doing any sort of uh, stewarding of our earth, yeah. so then we have these evils, evil globalists, Illuminati, yeah. whatever, they are so free to invent and create this whole distortion of the global warming and everything else that yeah. they have. Uh, yeah. False green, false yeah. care of the earth, a total, uh, just something that is, uh, that is not just that it's lying, but it's lying for the benefit of their depopulation. Yeah. Agenda. The earth can't handle all of us and so we're going to need we, we're going to need less of us. We're going to need less of us because we're killing. Uh, and so it's not really even proper care for society. It's not proper care for the earth, for the planet. It is really in order to give a little bit of turbo to their depopulation agenda. Ooh. And we have nothing to say because we haven't been in that space. We've yeah. avoided that space. We're in church again saying, I'll fly away. Oh, glory. Yeah. And so that makes us lazy, worthless servants of the King of Kings who put us here, and this is what I've been establishing in these last few weeks, and has made us kings and priests. Now, if kings and priests function as peasants and what would be another word? Just, you know, invisible people. If we're called to be kings and priests, 
and we function as bottom of the barrel. We're just here. We are basically, we're AWOL. We're absent without leave. We're, you know, we sat down and we should have been stood up and got to work, right? It's like. And there are consequences. We, yeah, we, we became deserters. That's the word I'm looking for. That we became deserters, spiritual yeah. deserters that, that are good for a firing squad if you desert. If you go AWOL, that's firing squad, basically. <laughs> well, the, you know, that, that's not a bad wake-up call. And yeah. we're not saying God's wanting, wanting to kill us, but we're saying a lot of the problems we're facing right now across all of society, and that has involved deaths that I was hoping didn't have to be experienced. The death agenda of both the fake COVID and the vaccines is just coming out more and more. It's funny, just our tour our, our tour, the guy that ran our tour, who's from Israel, he was like, man, he says our whole, he was talking about how all Israel, you know, they were the most heavily, um, the, the most heavily vaxxed and they bought into, you know, they bought into the storyline that this was really going to help stop this. And there's really something dangerous mm. trying to take out society. And he says, he says, we're hearing all the time that we're having 40 year olds die of heart attacks and 50 year olds and 30 year olds and this never happened there'd be one rare 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 but it's happening all the time and and they made us do this and yeah. so it's coming out and, and it, it you know this the, the truth cycles they kind of go in in circles it's yeah. not a linear thing you yeah. have even the biden stories come out you had them one two three years ago and they're, they're getting more and more powerful and so now there's lawsuits beginning to abound as never before but there is a death uh, uh, agenda that was um, advanced, and because we were asleep, we weren't just asleep. We helped advance by we, the church and pastors. We decided in order to fall into, um, you know, better graces with the ruling authorities. Yes, we're going to promote that, push that on our people, and so we did that. And it was it was literally participating, agreeing with darkness, yeah. agreeing with the death agenda. I, I just saw a pretty co um, compelling report that showed that the deaths caused by the vaccines in the United States surpassed five already 500,000 uh, people. Vaccination so, caused, you're saying? Yes. Whoa. And again, it's it's hard to, you know, it's you have to use some, it's like, where are there excess deaths? Because when you, when you, quote, die of, cancers and heart things and uh you're like no it, it doesn't they get away with it technically mm -hmm. because it's not like no this was directly uh caused by that but when they when they look at it through the grid of this particular year what kind of excess deaths were there compared to the last 10 years and there's no other explanation except there was these these boosters the original vaccination the boosters so there are consequences. There's a reason he calls us lazy and worthless. Why okay. are AWOL? Why they do face firing squads? Just to get back to your point, Steve. Yeah, because metaphor. Died. And people have died because Christians and pastors were uh, any combination of non-courageous to non uh, non-available to the Lord to interact and care for their planet, for their city, for their people. They had checked out because we that deserted our post. I mean, we literally deserted our post. That was like. This and is that's your job. What the, Schofield, the Schofield perspective gives you biblical permission to desert your post and it'd be okay. And so when you're lazy, you look for that excuse. Damn. And 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 so that's why it's an you know, it's an it's a root, it's a root awakening. Yeah. It's uh, 
an uncomfortable truth, and I'm saying it over and over and bringing it up, but it's not, if not, I have not left our original conversation having to do with God doing a whole new thing in the world being known as before Trump and after Trump. And this conversation that we're delving into having to do with what the enemy does mountain by mountain to kill and how we have to practically begin to show up and stop it. And we can stop it with decrees. We can stop it with declarations and prayer, but we have to show up as well in person. We have to be there and we, we have to recognize who we are. He has made us. That's this whole series is, and he has made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. Can what I, happens when good people don't reign? What happens I, when light turns off? When light turns, well, it, you know, I don't know. Well, you light turns, we do the whole thing. Nobody can see. And that's that's a concept. When you and I were we, we hung out, Doreen and I flew out there. We were with you guys for a few days and we were talking about this subject. You know, my good friend is um, I mean, I don't hang with him, but uh, Lou Engel, I, I love him dearly. I've supported his ministry. Uh, his whole ministry was declare, decree, repent. And I repented my guts out in his meetings. I love him and I love his heart. I repented and repented and repented and repented and decreed. And, and I didn't see a lot of change. And I think when I, you and I, I was processing that with you. And basically, if I'm understanding what you said, because you can't just decree a thing, you got to go out there and now put feet to it. That's my paraphrase. I mean, what would you say to that? Yeah, you. the, uh, the thing we have to learn is that decrees and declarations are a start to something. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's like the Declaration of Independence. What was it? Seven years later when it was finally accomplished because people decided to be motivated by that declaration and do something. That's good. Um, you go to the nation of Peru. There has uh, uh, they have their central square in, in Lima. It just comes to mind right now. So I'm bringing it up. Plaza San Martin. San Martin. Um, he's a general. He, he's an Argentine general. That is, you know, he's in the center stage of Peru. He's honored as the liberator of Peru. And what did he do? He stood in the middle of Peru and said, we're not allowing this country to go to the Spaniards. Stay, stay with them. He didn't even fight the winning battle. He, and it took years for wow. it to have occurred. So, But it didn't just all get done. He got honored as the liberator but there were multiple battles and there was a different general that actually fought the winning battle. So this is what we have to begin to understand is that we think we've made the declarations and decrees. I see. And, you. and um, in some lesser, uh, you know, on some lesser matters, they do take care of things, yeah. but they are to be followed with action steps. And that's what we're talking about when we go into the seals. And they're not, and, and you're, they're not in opposition to each other. They are complementary yeah. with it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Gabriel came and, you know, he was announcing to Zechariah and to Elizabeth and then to uh, the shepherds and then to Mary. He's like, hey, you know, Emmanuel's coming. Emmanuel's coming. Mary, you're going to care. Well, what if it just stopped there? Emmanuel yeah. actually had to come. And then there had to be the growing up of Emmanuel. And then there had to be the whole process. You don't get everything accomplished just with an announcement. Um, that's well, yeah. I mean, even Mary, was it Mary? All, all, all basically, all people will rise up and call me blessed, but she had to walk through 
and become the the mother of the Lord himself who died on the cross while she was watching. That was part of why she's called blessed. I'm a, yeah, I could, that, that, that could, we could talk a lot, a lot about how that spills over into action. Anyway, go ahead. So. No, and just because it's the most common, easy one to talk about back to David. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. He confronted yeah. Goliath with his mouth, told him what he was going to do, but then yeah. he took Goliath out. And there's sometime, uh, you know, your statement can carry so much presence and anointing that the enemy runs just on the announcement. Oh, that's good. Because that's what happened to David, because he said, as soon as I'm done with you, Goliath, as soon as I take your head and feed you to the beast, to the, uh, so I'm going after your army. So the army heard that. So as soon as he took Goliath's head, they're like, he's coming for us. And they ran. So he didn't, uh, they chased him. They mopped up afterwards. So there, there is, that's why it's, it's, you know, there, there are, there are times yeah. where the declaration and decree itself will take out the enemy, but that's because you, you've done enough that he's like, no, this is for real. They're coming, um, they're coming and they're going to run us over and this is going to be painful. So the enemy. I think off. some people get stuck in there and I have myself where, where's that really famous scripture that says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I don't know if that was at the Red Sea. Where, where was that said? And, but people will get stuck on only that and say the battle is the Lord's. Um, so they do, they stop at the decrees. Well, that was second Chronicles 20. And it's the story of Jehoshaphat when he took on, um, the armies of the Midianites, uh, the Moabites, actually, yeah. Ammonites. And so they were like so numerous that, you know, he was terrified of them. And and so he called Israel, Judah, actually together and for fast and cry out to God. And a prophet stepped out named Jaziel, meaning the Lord, the Lord's perspective. Mm. And he came out and said, this is the Lord's battle. You're not going to have to fight because you've turned to him. You're not going to have to fight. Tomorrow, march to where the enemy is trying to show up and you go there. So there was even in that storyline when it was you will not have to fight. They were oh. commanded to leave their tents and to go where the enemy was. They had to go prepared to fight or something. I suppose it's, their weapons were in hand. I don't know. That's a repeat thing. It's the walls of Jericho. You go to the walls of Jericho. He's going to do it. But you have to show up as if you were going to do it. That's good. And so, and then the battle becomes the Lord. David did it, but it's the tiny little stone that he took him out. So it wasn't really, it really was the Lord. Um, um, he came in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord was was his weapon. Anyway, it's good, good. to re revisit good it. Stuff. All stuff. right, we better get into this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, so here's what's interesting. I mean, like 10 minutes before the program, I was uh, texted by Andrew Whalen. And he has, he's, Johnny had this dream last night. And, and in the dream, he has, um, there's a street, a street called Madison. And, and there was a, a river or stream. I have to look, I haven't had full proper time to, to process this because it literally was like 10 minutes before we started. And he says there was, uh, in this stream, there was, he's looking into it and, and there were seven seals in it. And um, like seals that you that play, you know, and of course, people understand this is seven seals that I'm um, speaking on at these time. But the seals we're a talking seal, about you mean like seals, like a seed lion. Is that what you mean? A yeah, like, like OK, like, like that. 
they're there. And so Andrew himself was there like, I wonder if they're safe to jump in with. And somebody said, you don't play around with them. And and then suddenly, if I remember correctly, seal number four, that kind of may have looked friendly, jumped out. And it was very de- demonic looking. And and so he realized it was dangerous that you don't want to be playing around um, with the seals and you don't want to play. And but it was on fourth seal. And I said, do you know, Andrew, that that's what we're talking about today is seal number four. And it's very relevant um, what what he just saw, because that is something a point we're making over and over. The seals are not some thing that we have to um, you know, look for with dread. When is that? When is that? When is that? But at the same time, it's realities of how the enemy continues to kill on every mountain. But since Jesus did what he did on the cross, all authority in heaven and earth came to him. And he said, go, therefore. So he's put it on us to go enforce what he legally won. And so it's not. So if people, oh, so the seals are nothing. They already happened. No, he already dealt with the legal part of the seals. But if you keep submitting yourself to the enemy on that mountain, he will keep killing you the way he was killing back then. So we'll see that um, specifically as it relates to this one. So we're going to get right to that just because um, time is running on us here, Steve. Yeah, yeah. And so we want to look at Revelation chapter six. And again, we're going for the fourth seal. And we're going to look at verse uh, seven. I got to ask you, did, did Andrew know that you were... Going to cover the fourth seal today? No, he didn't. Wow. He didn't know. That's why he didn't know I was going to talk. And he doesn't know that specifically the seal number four is the one that's death. Oh, uh, wow. And and we'll, we'll get that. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold, the pale horse in the name of him who sat on it was death. And Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death. As that just seems like a redundancy, doesn't it? Yeah. He death. To kill with death and by the beasts That's interesting. of the earth. Hmm. And so we're going to look into that and understand that. That literally says kill with death? Yes. Maybe they meant the, the spirit of death or the principality. We're, we're, we're going to get into that. Oh, okay. All that's, right. Go ahead. That's, that's part. Um, but okay. we want to note a couple things. It said it, it was power was given to them over a fourth of the earth. So we have people who interpret, um, you know, the seals and say this is something that's going to happen during the seven years of tribulation. And during the seven years of great tribulation, there's going to be this seal open and a quarter of the people are going to be killed. Ooh. No. This has been opened, uh, um, and uh, this um, this has been a reality on the mountain of, um, and th- this is the part we do need to make right now. This is the mountain of family. Remember, we make a connection, a direct connection with Revelation 5, 12, where it says, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and wisdom and riches. And it goes through seven uh, attributes of heaven. And we made a connection. We showed you the chart. We're not doing it this time. That showed... I received it as revelation. I've shared it at 3 a.m. one morning. How there was each one with one of the mountains. Worthy is the lamb to receive power, mountain of government, riches, mountain of economy, uh, wisdom, mountain of education. Um, And so you go on. Well, you get to strength is number four. And strength is associated on our charts we have and everything with the mountain of family. 
And it's because if you go into the original Greek word that is used for strength, I think it's something like, it's not how you pronounce it, but ischuros, I-S-C-H-U-R-O-S. It means, one of the definitions is the strength that is found in family bloodlines. Mm. So it's strength of family that's there. So worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive um, strength. And so this relates um, to the mountain of family. So we're talking about the mountain of family. The fourth seal is the opening, and we want to hear the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see, I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and there's a rider on that horse. So we've been identifying the rider on the horse every time as being the principality. So the principality of the mountain of family, and these are in our, in our books and in our charts and everything, they, they, they've been existing since 2008 on that. And so the mountain of family, the principality on that mountain is Baal. And so there's a lot of reasons for it that we explain in our books and our teachings. And, yeah. and that's the spirit of Elijah comes. It was Elijah that confronted the prophets of Baal. Yeah. Malachi 4, the last chapter of the Old Testament, they said, I will send Elijah um, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their sons and the sons to the fathers, lest yeah. I strike the earth. Really, it was lest the earth um, be stricken with death yeah. and more in multiple ways and so there is a whole understanding um that comes there but we want to understand where it says um over the a power was given to them over a fourth of the earth is uh and this is this is good for us to understand right here you know i i got to revisit what we tell you out of revelation chapter five and i saw in the in verse one and I saw in the right hand of him, this is the father, in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll. So I, I have a bad scroll, uh, a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And so it's sealed with seven seals and a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? At no time does the angel say, who is able to read the scroll. So let's look again. Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So John said, verse four, so I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll. Well, he decided reading the scroll was important, but you'll have, uh, well, we'll we'll just keep reading right there. No one in heaven or earth or under the earth, was able to open the scroll or look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. John, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. So he again just says to open the scroll, loose seven seals. It is We we now see uh, one of the elders tell him reading the scroll is not the priority. And then you have later when there's the explosion, we'll read verse six. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out unto all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Jesus took the scroll and said, I have satisfied the demands here. I'm the one that's worthy. And so again, He took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne, and they sang a new song, worthy are you to to take the scroll and to open its seals. It never at one time says to read it. Neither the angels 
nor the four living creatures, nor the 24 angels, nor the mighty angel are interested in reading the scroll. That's really strange teaching because it, it goes against everything we, we think we we think we heard or read. Okay, this is fascinating. But, but what you just said, is it not true? I just pointed out not one of them, the yeah. only person who was interested in reading the scroll was John. <clears throat> because this goes to the point for today. This scroll, another way to look at it, is just made up of Lucifer's legal ramblings. This is his document he takes to the courtroom of heaven, and he says, I have right to kill. I have, they, you said in the day that you eat of the tree, you die. And they are eating of the tree. And so he knows, again, I pointed out before, Satan's a legalese. And so when there is sin, he knows he has rights to kill, steal, and destroy. And so the parameters of it on the mountain of, and so there's seven areas that he went after. I'm going to kill like this in government. I'm going to, I'm going to kill like this in education. I'm going to kill like this in finances. I'm going to kill like this. So on the mountain of family and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill. So the good news of it is even though there was legal rights, they were only given the legal right to touch a quarter of the lives. So he yeah. couldn't destroy them all. He and that, this is probably a stupid question because the way you just worded that kill with this, kill by doing this, are is this kill always and only referring to physical death or is this some sort of spiritual or other kind of That's where kill? we have clear definitions coming okay. up from all four okay. of these. All right. Okay. And we're going to we're going to get to that, but I just want people to understand. So um, power was given to them over a, co- a, co- a quarter of the earth. Okay. That power was from before the cross. Why do we know that? Because at the cross and after the cross in Matthew 18, 28, verse 18, he calls his disciples to him and he says, remember that scroll? <laughs> All authority in heaven and earth is mine. So there's no yeah. longer he gave them a quarter. There's no giving them a quarter. That's why you say the seals are not a future thing. He's not going to turn around and all of a sudden decide, yeah, I'm going to give him a quarter. I'm going to give him authority to kill a quarter of, uh, of the population. That doesn't happen. He took it from them. At the cross, the authority was removed from him. And the scroll doesn't matter what's written on it because it's Lucifer's while I, why I have a right to kill steal and destroy and so that's why the angels nor the 24 elders uh, nor the four living creatures they could care less what is written it's like that's not the problem we need to break this this is lucifer saying i have a right to destroy the right to destroy was taken away at the cross it just we just lack enforcers is that pretty clear well the only th- i i know people are gonna say because i'm saying it <laughs> Did God give you that interpretation by revelation that this is his contract or his his complaint or however you would word it? Or is there a scripture that infers that? Because where do you get that? Because that's what people are going to be asking. Okay. The main place there is the main place I get it from. Okay. Um, is the fact that when you read the story, there was it's and if you follow it. There is no reading of the scroll that ever happens. The, 
the reading of you're like, why is the scroll being read never important? Because this scroll tells how authority has been lost. It's it's deductive reasoning. Okay. It's right. deductive in that because it said now everything changed and we shall reign on the earth. What was this scroll? You can't reign on the earth because I have a right to reign because they sin, because okay. they do the things they do. Okay. And so it's I would say it's the self-evidence of reading the scripture itself. And okay. if you interpret what's taking place, why do they break out? What's the new song? The essence of the new song in heaven is we and you have made us kings and priests to our God. We shall reign on the earth. What did this say? They have to remain peasants. They're at the bottom of the food chain of everything. They have no rights. I can kill. I can kill them. They're only uh, to the degree they're righteous. Can they be saved from being killed? And that righteousness was in the Old Testament. They had to be righteous according to the law. Uh, and, and so he was he was having a heyday killing, stealing and destroying. So it's like it, it, it doesn't really have to come from a high like I could say the Lord told me that showed me. Yeah. I'd rather it to register that at no point keep reading Revelation. They never read the scroll. Well, and you said it's deductive reason. You you deduce is another way to say deductive that if if it wasn't important to be read, God's words are always appointed to and read. It seems like even when you broke, even when you open the scrolls, the the seals. I'm sorry, when you break the seals or whatever whatever word you use, but if it was God, he'd be he'd be pointing you to that. To his revelation that just got revealed. Right. I don't and know. It, that's yeah. Well, it helps so, me. In the part like early on there, again, the questions of the angel. This was going on for hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of years in heaven. Who yeah. is able to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals? N never who is worthy to read the scroll. Interesting. Uh, uh, or what are the words of the scroll? It's who can undo this legal document that has us restricted from being kings and priests to our God. Okay, that's that's like super self-evident once you, when, you know, yeah. ding, 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 should tell people a little bit of, of, of that. So that's what's going on. And we shared before, there's the opening of the scroll. You had to be worthy. And so it had to be a lamb that was spotless. A human had to have lived to age 30 and have been the spotless lamb equivalent and had to over have overcome sin in the flesh. Jesus never sinned. So he was the spotless lamb and to loose its seals. So once he pays the price of redemption, he pays the blood price for redemption. He now can go and he can deprive that. The word literally means when it says to open, to loose the seals, to deprive them of their authority. They no longer have legal authority. This meant from the cross on, Satan no longer has legal authority to just kill everything and everybody. And, and this is now, you're like, well, why is it still happening? Because it wasn't, it was just the legal authority. And, and one last question again. These are probably silly questions, but I mean, I haven't heard anyone ask you. Are the seals themselves some sort of judgment against satan or some sort of right he has what is the seal who put those seals on and you know, what well, if that's not too big of a distraction johnny i don't want to get into big well distraction. Uh, there there's clearly this whole thing is enmeshed in 
mysterious language and not typical language for us. Even what we've been reading, um, you know, a pale horse and death and Hades. Right. That's right. And it's like there's mystery, mystery, mystery to it. But somehow the seal, the description of the seal is explanatory of the type of authority that the enemy, that Lucifer, Satan had gained. Got it. And, and like he had legally lobbied. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. It's almost like the scroll contained the DNA for all of his power and rights to, to you know, I, that, it helps me to kind of figure out what that is. Okay, got it. All right, let's move forward. Because... We got now one of the first things we got to point out here is that again, translation messes up so many things in in the scripture. That when it says pale horse, the word the Greek word used there is chloros, which is the Greek word for green. Oh, really? Yeah, there's some versions of the Bible, the NLT will say a pale green, but it it is like almost unexplainable. It's a, a way further down definition at all that you would use pale. It's actually a green horse. And and so because it's a chloros horse, for instance, when it talks about uh, in, in Mark 639, Jesus went to sit on the green ground. It said and Jesus went to sit on the chloros ground. Really? And you go to Revelation 8, 7 and all the green grass was burned up. It's all the chloros grass. So it's not pale grass. So. Why is that a little bit important? It, it, that's what we're going to get to. But think of it and some of your. The good thing is some of your versions of the Bible already have it right. Some of them already have green or pale green, and it's in other languages. But quit thinking of pale, like the pale horse and the vision, and, and, you know, there's this white pale thing that's death and and all that. It really wasn't. It's green, and there's a reason for it. So, and the reason is, and we're going to connect to um, that by reading. Remember, I've told you already the principality is Baal. I'm going to have to go a little faster just so we can fit this in on, on time. On what's on what's going on here but this pale um rider this green um horse with the rider on it i say is the principality bale who comes to uh and brings death and hades with it if we can have um a quick look at deuteronomy 12 2. now this is where i'm going to have these five. yeah here we go you shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall dispossess serve their gods on the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. Now, just um, note right there, under every green tree, because it looks like it's just like, why, why are you highlighting every green tree? Now, let's look at um, the next, Isaiah 57.5. And Isaiah 50, okay. Inflaming yourselves with gods under every green tree, slaying the children in the valleys under the clefts of the rock. Now, look at Jeremiah 2.20. This is Jeremiah 2.20. For of old, I have broken your yoke and burst your bonds. And you said, I will not transgress. When on every high hill and under every green tree. I don't know if that's the end of the verse, but it covers it enough. You lay down. Now, that was better. You lay down playing the harlot. So we're going to read a couple more scriptures, but I'm going to give you the idea. There was something about the green trees, the green high places in the mountain where they specifically did their idolatry to Baal. And the green spots, it's because Baal, the distortion of it all, Baal was considered the God of provision and protection. And so 
that's why, you know, Elijah, he had to come against their very provision. He's going against the prophets of Baal in 1 Kings 18. But he, first of all, he dries up their provision. There will be no rain because I said so. So there's no more green hills up there. He knocks it out and he shows he has authority, but the people still don't get it. They're being told by the prophets of Baal because you're not worshiping enough. You didn't give enough. You didn't do something. And that's why this is happening, because that's the way these lying, idolatrous spirits work mm. in that, that kind of mm. way. So then Jeremiah 3.13, acknowledge your iniquity that you have transgressed against the Lord your God and have scattered your dreams to alien deities under every green tree. So just keep getting that picture. And you have not obeyed my voice. They were practically engaged in actual sexual acts and in idolatry and worship and setting altars. They were happening on the mount, happening on the mountaintops in it specifically had to be a green area. That's why this is a green uh, a mountain. This is bringing that back into memory. They would highlight these places. And just the opposite of what they think was happening was happening because they thought they were advancing their provision. They were literally killing their provision. And I think if that wasn't the mm. final one, Jeremiah 17, 2. <clears throat> While their children remember their altars and their wooden images by the green trees on the high hills. So you see this thing highlighted over and over the hills, the green trees. That's why even um, Elijah in 1 Kings 18 says, come to my mountain, come to Mount Carmel. Let's find out who really, he had to show the people. He's like, this is where you think y'all have power in the, in the green trees area where you're doing all your sins, where you're doing your ceremonies, where you're doing the harlotry, uh, both natural and spiritual. And that's where he brings them down. That's where he says, let's find out the God who answers by fire. And he's the one that called down fire there. So anyway, there's a reason why there's, it's a green. Again, yeah. again, we'll just say that. So we'll move on. Now, because of humanity's original sin, we gave Satan access and power to bring death into family. Literal death, spiritual death, and every other kind of death. And that's still a very significant uh, uh the one fourth even was a, is a very significant number even now it's why the enemy can't he's attempting to depopulate us and we haven't been smart enough to stop it it's literally been god's you can only do up to one quarter that's the only thing that's held us when he's when his, his i mean you're saying it's kind of like god's god's limiting the damage that the enemy can do no yeah. matter what rights he thinks he has this far no further because he literally he had all nations of the world under total idolatry. Yeah, right. Under Baal worship. They were worshiping this pale green writer. And Satan legally could claim he had a right to all these things. No, the maximum I'm giving you right to is a quarter. Because that's teaching lesson. That way they see the consequence of that is death. But I'm not letting you just wipe them out there. Yeah. And, so, you know, he released hope. So, the principality of Baal has been atop this mountain, has been causing death to one-fourth the citizens of earth since the days of John's vision. Baal is the god over all kinds of death directly related to the fracturing of families. This is not the death brought on by the economic wars that we talked about uh, when we talked about mammon. Yeah. And it's not the death brought on by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that we talked about last week, where he gets us locked into our left brain. And so we no longer have access even to the spirit realm, to the answers from heaven. Mm. Those are worth reading. Again, All the, every one of the seals are about how the enemy has ki been killing. And it goes into the strategy of how he kills, because it's insight for us today where we need to show up.
Yeah, decree, declare, but show up, cast them out, show some kingdom resolve. Now we're going to hit real quickly because this is what we needed to hit. Are the four descriptions of death because they're basically four descriptions of death. Um, four death strategy to kill with the sword. So the kill with the sword and that word for sword is a Greek um, noun. It's a female noun. Rompfaya. It doesn't really I'm not going to spell it because it really doesn't matter. And it literally it's it's it figuratively means any weapon, but it's it's interesting that it's a female noun. Why? Baal has killed with this sword through abortion. So this is the insight I got from the Holy Spirit to kill with the sword. How has he been killing with the sword through abortions? Wow. This alone come close to the one comes close to the one fourth given this principle. Wow. I never would have picked that up. That's amazing. Wow. But remember that this is the power it had. Um, this principality had whatever it does now is done illegally and without authority to do so because the lamb deprived this, this seal of its authority. That's why we can change Roe v. Wade. And there might be it's still unclear if there is a direct um, stemming of death compared to what used to, because it's not that the enemy has any more right to do so. It's just we haven't stood up with the resolve. We haven't detained him. He doesn't have authority to keep killing uh, there. And so uh, this spirit, and I point out, this spirit gets a boost by changing laws to facilitate this death and re even reinterpret it as a mere freedom of choice. Um, and then I point out that is even as abortion statistics will bear out, women of broken homes have the majority of abortions. And that is, that's how it was when I looked into this, when I wrote this actually 10 years ago. And this is another primary reason for Baal's assault on families. In, Baal time, in Bible times, service to the Baal god of Molech, people may not know Molech was a Baal, uh, entailed the sacrificing of one's own children. So Baal has been working on this mountain for a very long time. But my point, and we'll get to number two, to kill with the sword is Baal killing with abortions. We're not waiting for a future seal for that to open. I hope that doesn't happen the tribulation. That's happening now. 70 million abortions a year in China. And and then I, I don't even. I, I You're saying just in China, there's that many. Just in China, and it's well over a hundred million around the world. So this is this is a death squad out there. Uh, and this is Baal. This is the work I've of Baal. Never Bale. heard it. It makes perfect sense, Johnny. But wow, wow. Yeah. So let's go to number two: to kill with hunger. Now, there's two ways that is killing with hunger. Um, one of it, and the way the Lord showed me then. Um, this speaks of even the death that eating disorders are called. Oh, wow. Released by this principality. See, Baal is an attacker against the family. This is a mountain of family that's supposed to be uh, where strength is. So anorexia and bulimia, bulimia are often brought on. Um, you know, it's, it's some it's a stressor on a, on a daughter based on her inability to connect to the love and acceptance of her father. There's part I would go into more deeper, but because of time. I won't I won't go there. And so it's a it's a manifestation of self-hatred and self-rejection. So even when we go into our disc, uh, when we go in a deeper dive on the mountain of family, we explain that, you know, there's the principalities bail. But who he yeah. works with are the Jebusites. There's one of the ites that works in every one of the mountains. The Jebusites mean rejection being cast down. And so rejection is the entrance. This is how the enemy on the mountain of family. It is rejection how he comes in. Even abortion is where you're rejecting ultimately your future, mm. your your legacy, any any continuation of yourself. And so all the ways 
he causes death are it comes in it starts with rejection it's usually because there is a family um, sin that was committed against you in some way that makes you then become an instrument of uh, of rejecting uh, yourself in some kind of way so but the other thing is this um to kill with hunger is also something that happens uh um, through famine and so the the famine um that comes from the practical sinning like the children of israel again for time's sake we'll just say that if you remember the story of elijah and the prophets of baal they had gone through their worst famine because he said it shall not rain at my word and for three years um it didn't rain and no rain meant no produce it killed the economy it was literally an economy would go on based on the rain there was not like they had you know uh big tech area they could yeah. on there's no other uh n- no other engine for uh, the economy at that time and so when you're in sin against the lord and you're serving baal you put yourself <coughs> excuse me, we have a little leftover stuff. You put yourself still under the curse of Baal. Okay, let's move to the next one. So to kill with sword, think of abortions. To kill with hunger, think of eating disorders and, and, um, and bulimia, anorexia, but also think of what you self-impose upon yourself because that's, that's, you're starving yourself with anorexia and bulimia in some way, and you're starving yourself when you serve idols in the same way. <clears throat> to kill with death. That's the one we're saying. Yeah, that, what, does that sense, what sense does that make? But it's the Bible, so. <laughs> well, and the, and the Greek word there is thanatos, which I won't go into that part. Anyway, he shows up in some movie scenes and different things. And um, so I say this may seem redundant, but Baal kills by using death. Well, this is a reference to suicide. Oh. So this is where death is killing you. In the United States, suicide accounts for um, almost 50,000 deaths per year, which comes out to about, um, well, it's over 100 a day. It's hard to imagine, but this is a suicide rate for what many consider to be the most blessed nation in the planet's history. Gee. And the the nation that immigrants are flocking to try to come in here, and it's the second leading cause of death among fifteen to twenty four year olds, and um, and so there's over half a million um, young people in America treated for self inflicted injuries in the last year, and um, one fifth of high school students have seriously considered suicide in the previous twelve months. I don't want to go into it's not really glorifying the enemy, but it's letting you know we're not waiting for the future. I wonder when this is going to happen. This is present day reality in supposedly the most blessed nation in the world where these are the numbers that are taking place. We are being killed by the sword, by hunger and by death. So suicide um, and abortions, the eating disorders and then all the things that come from that. So the precursor manifestation to suicide is the phenomenon of self-cutting that affects our youth and even some adults. And if uh, I put the scripture, they could put it up there. First Kings 18, 28. I'll keep reading. But if, if you all can put that up there, first Kings 18, 28, when Elijah had been mocking the prophets of Baal, yeah. the text says of them, they cut themselves as was their custom. If they don't get it up there, it's fine. So this is on in first Kings 18, 
when Elijah's taken on the prophets of Baal. They cried aloud and cut themselves as was their custom with knives and lances until the blood gushed out on them. So <clears throat> this is this does not mean for parents are worried. This does not mean your child is going to commit um, suicide. It just tells you that the principality Baal and the demon spirits of rejection are working on your child. And you probably know that already. Um, it's a clear sign that he's beginning to overflow with feelings of rejection and self-hatred. This is Baal's, this is Baal's goal. Of course, death is the writer, because it then tells you death is the writer on this green horse. And he looks to populate hell. He's not going to be released. He's not just going to be released in the future. That's a point over and over. This is not this, this idea that we're waiting for Satan to do all these bad things. He's doing them. And we're sitting around saying, I'll fly away, oh glory, back to this whole thing. We're burying our talents. We're not showing up in society uh, because this is some future thing. That's why that's a damaging a horrific eschatology, a horrific mindset that is developed from that, that keeps us. Oh, then I got to go to the fourth death, to kill with the beasts. Well, that mm. word beasts is a word, a Greek word, therion, T-H-E-R-I-O-N. The fourth instrument of death is identified as beast, but it's uh, in Greek, um, in the Greek language, though it, it, it can mean a beast in that kind of way. And that's what they put out there. It is a metaphor a strong metaphor for a brutal, bestial man. And so, um, and he was even, Therion is what they was called the Antichrist and the Antichrist spirit. But it's talking about human trafficking, human trafficking and the, and the deaths that come from that. This is bestial. So it's to kill with beasts. These are human traffickers that do not care for the life of, uh, of humans because they're, they're, even recent reports, they don't even want to go into them too much, but yeah. all these children with their, their bodies cut out and they've, they've taken their organs out of them. So they're killing uh, people right and left. They have no conscience. They're beasts. They're bestial men. They're therions. And this is not something we're waiting to happen. This is going on at a scary rate across the planet right now. That's what we've been awakened to the last two or three years. If you don't know about it, if you think I'm saying something that sounds like a conspiracy theory, then you do need to get your head out of the sand. You are you didn't just uh, bury your talent. You buried your head because this is so evident. So yeah. Baal has been getting away with all this and how this connects with what Andrew just saw in, in his dream was that if you jump in and decide to swim with this fourth seal, and it wasn't there that he came out and all of a sudden he's diabolical and demonic and all that stuff. He is looking to kill you. And we, we see it right now with what's taking place with all the gender confusion stuff that's taking place. This principality of Baal is all that's behind the distortion of, of genders, this craziness of the pronouns and all that. This is not. I hope everyone understands this is not about some people deciding how we can be compassionate on the underprivileged, on those who are abused and all that. This is not that. This is part of the same depopulation agenda. Yeah. This is not funded, not financed, not written up by people. This wasn't a, a couple of transgenders that were like, man, I just wish people would treat us with love and that they developed this this agenda that's now infected the whole world. No, mm. this is funded and financed by people that, who don't care at all. They do not care even an iota for transgenders, for those 
who are um, of this tiny percentage that either they've been born, uh, you, you know, with complicated realities in their body or people who, re- this is not a compassion movement at all. Yeah. So they have us fighting on, on false battlefields. This is part of a kill family operation. This is a bail strategy. Just one of them. It's just one of them is the, the whole transgender thing, the gender uh, confusion. And what he knows is anybody who he gets to change who their sex, you start going after, you, you mutilate, you cut, you give, you get these strong uh, drugs and do and change your composition. You have ceased to be a life giver. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So it's the equivalent of, again, the abortion you've, you've, you've given into aborting your future advance. No more representation of you on planet Earth in the future, apart from some miracles from God of restoration, which we believe can happen, will happen. So now we're final scripture. <clears throat> This is the reason that the last great promise I may have already mentioned, if it's worth mentioning again, of the Old Testament is that the Lord would send Elijah the prophet to restore the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. So if that scripture of Malachi 4, 5 and 6, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I strike the earth with a curse. The restoration of fathers will bring healing to families and save the earth from annihilation. Mm. For this reason, Satan's assault against fathers has been profound and exhaustive. He breaks men down through sexual lust, through the love of money, through a left brain education system that separates them from being in touch with their emotions. And because there's a big component of the failure of fathers here, the more fathers fail, the more society feels justified in demeaning and dishonoring them, which in turn becomes a satanic portal of its own. Fathers need to be restored in the hearts of the children to their fathers also needs to be restored. So we want to make sure this turns into good news. Okay, so the good news is uh, there's the reality check is that if you yield yourself to even a seal that's already been broken. So that's why we can't. No, the seals are no big deal. They're already. No, they've been dealt with legally. But if you go into you jump in the water with bail. If you jump in the water with this seven seal, this bail, he can still kill you in all these ways. He has ways. He'll, he'll take your mind. And so you'll begin to lose. You'll, you'll find this internalized rejection against yourself and your own destiny. And so you will go uh, when you when you reject your future. There's abortion taking place. You reject your future. You're male as well. You'll change your you'll go for changing your sexuality, that kind of in that kind of way, um, both, both of them as well. And so then there's, you know, the distortion, it's a spiritual thing. He's trying to death and Hades follow because he's looking to populate hell with his deception. Uh, it's not just straight killing. Remember there's killing that takes place in war. We, we've addressed it the ways he kills, but there is, there is, there is strategy here. We want to, the nuanced strategy is important to us because if we want to show up on this mountain, the mountain of family, we have to come in the opposite spirit of yeah. who the enemy is and what he's doing. So we have to restore families and we have to restore um, where the enemy has come in and sowed rejection. We have to understand that um, just pointing fingers doesn't cure rejection. 
Okay, we know we need to stand for truth. That's good. But we have to understand that standing for truth does not heal rejection uh, in one of these that is uh, has been taken advantage to the max by Baal. So we have to figure out that's part of the strategy. We have that in some of our resources, some of you, the Lord's given them in other ways. But we have to show up on the mountain of government. How do we mountain of family? How do we reach those that the enemy has a stronghold in because he has uh, come in through the door of rejection, of original abuse, of original sin against them in some way, something they experience when they are young or in the womb or even right before. And how do we come and become as restorers? And how do we, uh, how do we prioritize advancing the love of God while still needing to be defenders of the general truth as it relates to this mountain of, of family? So anyway, that's that any questions on that, Steve? Um, well, yeah, I mean, a couple of things. So, so if someone submits to having abortions, they've, they've now cooperated with the spirit that's under those seals. And they, and even though it was legally dealt with, with Christ, they fall under its curse. And I think I'm hearing you say in so many words, if they, if they partner with the death by um, suicide, they they made the choice to partner with the enemy, right? I mean, is that am I saying that right? Yeah, and we have to understand that. That's just an important point. I don't. I guess we can't make it enough because there there is an ongoing, um, let's say, debate within the body of Christ. What did he do? What do we have to do? No, he did it all, and so he did it all, and so we have to do nothing. Hmm. This so, thing of he did it all, we have to do nothing. It was all you have to do is take toward the the pictorial, the picture of the original Passover. If he's the Passover lamb, he did it all. He gave his life. He gave his blood. But if you don't apply the blood to the portals of your house, this house, you know, you can say this is this is uh, your doorway. You have to apply the blood of Jesus and this freedom that he gave for you. You have to do something with it. And just because he did it doesn't mean it happens for you. You have to uh, apprehend, grab hold of what he did, yeah. and you have to use it for yourself. And this applies for every area of society, because that's this is the thing that's feeding lazy Christianity. Lazy, worthless Christianity is being fed by he did it all. And he did everything legally. So Satan has no legal ground to keep doing this stuff. And anywhere he has legal ground, even even if you theoretically believe that, he has given you the authority of kings and priests. What can a priest do? A priest can bring the blood of Jesus to the situation and say, please forgive this. And so with that authority, with the authority of kings and priests, we do not need to put up with Satan being anywhere. So what the world is waiting for is not for Jesus to return again. It's not waiting for the millennium to happen. We're not waiting for some something like that to come from heaven. Yes, we want repeat outpourings. The last day I'll pour out my Holy Spirit. We want repeat outpourings of the Holy Spirit, but we're going to see him more do the outpourings when he sees an army engaged in their assignments and what they're yeah. called to do. You are the light of the world. Show up as light. I will pour out my spirit on you, and then you can prophesy into realities. You can declare, decree, declare, and you can show up as light and displace the enemy. So this is the stuff, the learning curve we have in the body of Christ is a stop. I just got it from the Holy Spirit. Stop saying he did it all. He did all the legal stuff and he provided the power, Holy Spirit, 
understanding, everything at our disposition. It's like being given all the weapons and you say, well, he did it. He's like, I just gave you all the weapons. Use it. So this is part of what we have to um, step into. Yeah, and the, the intentionality of, and you've been saying this over at every single time we talk about the subject. You know, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And then he turned around and said, you're the light of the world. So whatever he was, we have to be. Or There's an intentionality of being light. You can't just wake up in the morning and say, well, I'm light and roll over and stay in bed all day. You got to go out and be that, uh, which is how this stuff gets done. You don't, you got to get to work. <laughs> I wish there's a, a, a friendlier way to say that. We got to get to work. I mean, a guy sent me a prophetic word. 25, 28 years ago, just before the Elijah's, he said, you, the Lord has a correction word. You need to be fruitful. And I wasn't. And so I just took it that. Anyway, that's how the Elijah's was born through that beginning of that word. I went out and took prophetic training, and I started doing what I was called to do, which I knew I was called to do that. And I just, you know, there was an intentionality. Some people say, well, I don't know what my destiny is. And your response to them would be what? Just well, a general this is why the Lord has us and it's important even what we're talking about. Um, in fact, that's part of what I have to announce. We're starting. This is actually the perfect time. Go ahead, go ahead. Is in, 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 in this thing that Elizabeth wrote up for me, okay. um, our rise tour reformers influencing society every day. We are kicking it off July 1st good, here good. in Nashville. So that's just a couple of weeks, few weeks. And um, there's a Saturday luncheon for those who consider themselves consider themselves financial partners. Uh, we're not raising anymore, but if you have been, we just say, come to that. And we want to be able to meet and greet you. And and then we'll be speaking at, at Clinton Tara's uh, church the next morning. Oh, good. Uh, and, and so Clinton uh, Tara uh, Mosley, and that's July 2nd, but uh, July 1st. So you register now for an early bird discount that ends by Friday. Um, and so, you know, restore7.org, you see, you see there, but so let me make the application to what Steve just said. This is why the assignment of, we're not, so we're not just trying to say, get there, do it. We have been working. We're working with people. I am headed in two days with Elizabeth. We're going to Brazil. We'll be speaking to several hundred um, Brazilian leaders operating in government that just want more understanding of how they advance. What do they do? How do they do it? How do they show up with the kingdom of God there? Tomorrow, I'll be on a, a Zoom. <clears throat> I don't know what we have. We're training another hundred or so um, uh, candidates from 20 something nations in South America, how to show up on the mountain of government. This is the part where we don't just like, yay. And, and it just stays 30,000 feet in the air. Yeah. It landed. So what's rise rise is why is this tour starting? Cause we're going to go to all 50 States. Uh, even if we're delayed a, a little bit in some of, uh, well, We'll, we'll get to that. We may not do one every single month to, to start this year as we're developing things, but that's that that will be the goal. But we want to be a part of fomenting this these reformers, the fulfillment of Jesus original message. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world where 100 percent of you have an important assignment. We've got to break off this uh, salt shaker mentality where we just show up in the church and the church mountain that we do things there. And so when you say, how do you, how do I find out? For instance, what we're launching it with is a new rise app. And this app, again, this is not to build our ministry. This is not to make us money. This is to facilitate the body of Christ being activated. One of the first things the app will do is you'll have 
a diagnostic that you will answer questions. It'll tell you what's your mountain. In other words, That's what good. would look like your primary, and it might go into top two or three even, because sometimes you're called to more than one. So we want to assist, because uh, this is the question I get everywhere when I, I say, well, yeah. what's my mountain? What am I called to do? So we want to give you some tools that give you an idea. You listen to your prophetic words. What's God spoken? What are the desires of your heart he's given you? What has been prophesied over your life? Then we'll give you some diagnostics. And then we want to get you on an app, not where you report to us, but you talk to each other based on mountain by mountain. You talk and you find out who's advancing, what they're doing. And so there's an activation of the 97% in the body of Christ who don't consider themselves ministers. So 97% uh, are, are not called primarily to the mountain of religion. So yeah. this Steve asked the perfect question for what we're talking about, because this is why we have a resource. This is what our, our rise, this book right here, uh, a reformer's handbook to the, for the seven mountains. This has a chart in the back where it goes into these seven areas of society in detail. We're not trying to grow a ministry. We're not no. trying to make money. We're trying to get the body of Christ activated so that we can see the advancement of the kingdom of God on earth like never before. And enough speculating, enough speculation. When's he coming? Is it, is, is it? No. Occupy till he comes. And he says, I've already taken all his authority away. I'm not coming to die again. I'm not going to die again. I'm not going to resurrect again. All authority in heaven and earth was given to me. I gave it to you. Now go and Eradicate him. And I, think, I think this last time you said God didn't say speculate till I come. He said occupy till I come. And occupy, by the way, doesn't mean to find a piece of ground and sit there. It means occupy <laughs> like an occupying force. Occupying forces are busy all day long, every day uh, in the place they occupy. I mean, that and it's a conquest there. mentality. Yeah. You occupy, it's like, okay, this is land that's ours that we didn't know was ours before. We have to make sure it stays ours. So it's like, you know, you build on it. There's different levels of occupying when you're taking over, when you realize, you know what? We gave that to the enemy. He's had this whole city. It's now ours. It's now the kingdoms. Then there's an occupation of it. And of course, we occupy with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We occupy with servanthood, with with good things, with love, with kindness. That's what we occupy with. It's not we don't occupy uh, with imposition, with guns and things like that. And so that's what's so awesome about the kingdom of God. He's so beautiful. It says, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. So and he good. was. He, I, how he was. I, I was watching uh, yesterday. This is just a quick thing to Dallas Jenkins, who create, who's the creator of The Chosen, you know. And he's he was saying, we're not, people write to us, and, and he said, I tell people, we're not a church. We're not a ministry. But what, who's doing more ministry on the earth than almost any living is is dallas jenkins doing the creating that ongoingly thing and people are coming to the lord i mean i don't actually know any stats on that but you know heck i'm drawing closer to the lord because of the chosen no that's know? what i hear everywhere it's yeah. been an so far it's an instrument of light and they could you know they could theoretically lose it if they go uh, all of a sudden they introduce some woke idea that mary magdalene also had a uh, you know, a lesbian lover that yeah. all of a sudden. And thank the goodness, thank the good Lord so far. They're not doing that. I've been watching this guy closely and, and seeing him interviewed. He's not going there. He said, yeah. and I may offend some of my cast 
you know, and if they see some of my social media, but you know, and uh, it's really interesting that we could talk, that's a whole nother subject. We could get on one day to talk about all of that, but he's, if there's ever a human being that's occupying until the Lord comes, that's Dallas Jenkins in the, in creating the chosen. And, uh, you know, and he said, to, yeah, well, without getting into issues, he said, I, I will stand here. The case is the staff and the, the cast and the staff. These are family to me. And he basically said, I will fight to the death. He did say to the death, I will fight for them uh, because I love them and they love me. And a bunch of them aren't believers because they just, they're high talented thing to run the sound and the cameras and all of that stuff. So uh, anyway, but uh, it's pretty amazing to see. What it well, is. just quick, quickly on this, Steve, it's just, that's, that's what we're talking about. It's a mountain of arts and entertainment. Yeah. He is operating as a minister on the mountain. He doesn't have to call himself that or whatever, but he is, he is using what is available from the mountain of arts entertainment and he is advancing uh jesus fame on the earth and he's advancing the story of jesus on the earth and they're doing a good job and this is it's so good that this is considered valid enough that's why i say there's have to be kind of enough of advance of the kingdom message or the of the seven mountain message where people are now pride to say well no i actually i'm on the mountain of and it's because if not, people like, oh, you're not in ministry. And so you're a zero in the body of Christ. That was the old mindset. Nobody wanted to do that. You know, if you couldn't say you're in ministry, then but now you can say I'm on the mountain of and you go, oh, so you have a kingdom assignment there. That's part of the, the changing of the storyline. The narrative. Yeah. We want to see advance more and more. Yeah. I think that and I, you know, encourage you to do that as you get if you if you continue to watch Dallas Jenkins and watch his interview. I encourage you to use him as a type of a model or role model to get people go, oh, I get it now. So not everybody that he works with and works with him are believers, but look what he's doing for the kingdom of God. It's kind of, that's like a perfect yeah. ecosystem of what you're talking about, I Maybe. think. So. All right. Hey, well, Johnny, you want to go ahead and pray for the people and um, bless them with whatever. I will. Let me just, yeah. one last thing is Elizabeth. Oh, go ahead me to promote um or to talk about on our rumble or restore seven rumble um we did an interview with harry hutchison um a somebody on the mountain of governments related to everything we're talking about as well and he has um he works with jay seculo um I, some lead counsel there i'm trying to i, I should have got that information right yeah. i did the whole interview and harry's amazing and um, but that's that's available for people to, to listen. I think it was just put up this last week on someone you should know. And again, this is just like what we're talking about. Dallas Jenkins, a mountain of arts entertainment, mountain of government, somebody who's stepping into a role uh, and attempting to be a reformer, a kingdom influencer for good on that mountain. So, Lord, we just thank you for all you're doing uh, in the midst of uh, all the distractions from the enemy. Lord, so many have misunderstood this day, have misjudged this day, thinking because the enemy's agenda is revealed all across the globe, that that must mean we're about to go into Antichrist mm -hmm. days. This, the opposite is true, Lord. The enemy's been exposed because he's being kicked out. This is the biblical pattern always, is when his mask is off, he's at a weak stage. He's not in a powerful stage. We declare the enemy's at a weakened stage, and it will continue to get weaker and weaker and weaker. His effect his ability to lie once his mask continues to be removed in the progressive ways it's being removed. Let your light shine upon the nations, Lord. We thank you for strength, 
for your sons and daughters who are listening. Let them receive encouragement at the spirit level. Lord, let your power come into them. Let them feel yes, something physically come in, Lord. I feel like the Lord's just even given, uh, you know, some of you like a punch right in the stomach, but it's a good one. So this is a good punch in the, in, in the stomach from the Holy Spirit, like just infusing you with a little bit of life and strength and receive that from him right now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Johnny, thank you so much. Give our love to Elizabeth. Uh, it's fun doing this every week. You, you, we just really go deep on this stuff. We go deep. Yes. We go wide. We go high. We go low. And, uh, you know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Important so, conversation. I will I'll encourage people to put your questions in there. You know, we don't get very many opportunities to ask Johnny because we, we have a full. But sometimes if we know what your questions are, it'll help us. I can debrief with Johnny and say three or four people are asking this. And, of course, they're writing to you, too, Johnny, so you'll know that. So We appreciate all of you watching. We love you. Thank you so much for supporting this ministry right there. I, I don't do this very often, but I should at the end of the show right here. It's ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Uh, we do appreciate you supporting this ministry. It means a great deal to us, and I believe it means a great deal to the Lord, too. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. So, All right. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow with Andrew Whalen. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.